Whenever a guy does the bare minimum, you should just think in your head. You don't have to say it out loud, okay? That's unsafe. Just think to yourself, wow, the bare minimum. Obviously, when a guy does something nice, something sweet, you thank him, you're grateful, and you really appreciate it, and you positively reinforce the behavior because then they're gonna wanna do it more, okay? But this whole vibe that you're gonna celebrate the bare minimum like wow he wanted to change his kid's diaper wow he wanted to be on a date like just say thank you and thinking about it this way it just helps you become so unbothered and so unimpressed by the bare minimum hey bestie welcome to the spoiled girly support group podcast where we talk about how to get that bag while also securing your own bag i'm your host l and let's get into it on today's episode we are talking about how to combat weaponized incompetence and surprise surprise step one is vetting men properly so that you wouldn't have to deal with weaponized incompetence in the first place and if you have been conned into marrying such a man who displays weaponized incompetence don't worry we're gonna strategize about that too but before we get into it i need you to hit the like subscribe and the notification bell so you never miss a spoiled girly episode with that being said let's get into it Good for her. I am so done seeing women smile through the hurt, through men's incompetence. It is so refreshing to see a woman express how stupid a man is acting in real time. Let's get into the comments. My biggest fear is ending up with someone like that man. Same. Like, I cannot even imagine. It is such a big fear of mine that whenever a man is acting incompetent, whenever a man doesn't take ownership of the situation and his decisions and his actions, it's a big ick. Like my standards for men are so high because my standards for myself are so high. If I can treat others well and be mindful of their emotions, be mindful of their workload, it is not a big ask to want a partner who has that same mindfulness. Like, is it so bad to ask for someone who is my equal? And the truth is, it's not. It is not too much to ask that you want a partner who is as mindful as you are, who is as considerate as you are. Like, make it make sense. And I really think that one of the big reasons why women are waiting longer for marriage or not getting married at all or not dating at all is because the things that we used to get from men because we weren't allowed to have them, I don't know, like money, job, security, and stability, the moment that we no longer needed that from men, the moment that we can ask for more, i.e. emotional protection, i.e. emotional stability, i.e being considerate, i.e. being mindful, i.e. being emotionally intelligent, a lot of the men don't offer that. So it's no wonder that a lot of women are holding out from being in relationships with men, holding out for being in marriages with men, because apparently money was really the only thing that below bare minimum effort men had to offer women, and they don't even offer that anymore. So I'm so glad that we don't have to put up with that anymore, okay? I know we get in trouble with a lot of the feminists, but we are grateful. Okay, we really are. And I just think that we are now in a point in history when we need something a little bit more, okay? So I know a lot of the feminists might think that we're ungrateful, but we are, okay? We just know that we just need something a little bit more. But yeah, I'm just happy for us. And here's the thing, I don't wanna be a little pessimist. I really do like to look at the bright side of things. 
I don't know why. I just feel like I like to look at what's the best thing that can happen and how I can make that happen, but also what's the worst thing that can happen so that you can account for it. But there's always something good that can come out of things. With that being said, I know that there are plenty of good men out there, plenty of emotionally intelligent, emotionally stable men. And you need to develop the discernment to spot these guys out in the wild and separate them from the men who pretend to be emotionally intelligent, pretend to care for you, pretend to be someone else that they're not. Up until they have trapped you, either you're already madly in love with them or you're pregnant or you're married, that's when the switch up happens. And it really comes down to developing your discernment and being aware of the clues. Because a lot of people are manipulative, a lot of people are good at pretending, but they're not that good, you know? So you just need to be on the lookout. And here's the thing too, I get asked this a lot. Well, what should we look for in a man? Like, give me a bullet point, a list, like, check, check, check. Like, number one, we are not giving men a step-by-step of how they can pretend to be the person that we like, okay? No. They come as they are, we observe them, and if we don't like them as they are, then, you know, they can find someone else who they are in alignment with. But this narrative that we have to give men like a step-by-step well what do you guys want we don't know what to be for you so then how would we know i'm like how about try to be a good person and then we will know okay so we're not doing that anymore because like i said a lot of the feminine divine receiving energy era men they love studying women what do women want let me pretend to be this person up until i have trapped her okay so we're not doing that anymore don't give them a layout of what you want Okay, just observe what they do for you. And if you want them to do more of something, reward it positively. So we are not giving them a step-by-step plan, a starter pack of who they have to pretend to be to be with us. Okay, we're just gonna observe. Back to the topic, I wanted to remind you that there are plenty of good men who don't need to be asked to do what they're supposed to be doing. Okay, it would already be done and more. Like they would go the extra mile. And here's the thing, one of the perks of being the eldest daughter and having eldest daughter syndrome is being drawn to acts of service men. Watch this class if you missed it. Like it's absolutely not a good thing to have eldest daughter syndrome. Like it's not a fun experience to be honest, but it is the cars that we are dealt with as eldest daughters. And you don't really have to be an eldest daughter to experience eldest daughter syndrome if you're the eldest sibling or you're the sibling that has been saddled with most of the responsibility and parentification and feeling like you're responsible for everyone and everything and being type A and being highly neurotic and when you are no longer those things, things fall apart because everyone else has weaponized their incompetence and they all depend on you to make their lives function. So it's not a fun experience, okay? But one perk, because we are optimistic girlies here, is being drawn to acts of service men because you haven't gotten that a lot in your life, so you look for that in a partner. So men who are not acts of service men, it's an ick, okay? Like, what do you mean you're not gonna do this for me? Like, what are you here for then, okay? So it's a total ick if a man doesn't wanna serve the world to you on a silver platter. So like I said, we're trying to look into the bright side of things. Next comment. The bar is in hell and they still have the audacity to need it lowered. What's sad to me is that They already have a toddler, and she's pregnant with her third child. Next comment. I don't know why you're always mad. 
whenever I see a tired woman and their husband is just lounging around doing nothing, whenever I see a woman carrying heavy things and then the man next to her is carrying nothing, whenever I see a woman looking tired and haggard and then the man that they're with is just like so carefree and vibing and thriving, there's a special kind of rage that builds within me. You can call it feminine rage, but it's human rage, okay? Even men feel it too. Since we're already on the topic, let's talk about how to make the world a better place. You need to stop being impressed with the bare minimum. And you need to teach the spoiled girlies around you to not be impressed by the bare minimum. Let me tell you a story. I have a girlfriend and she's a little younger than me. And this happened a long time ago. And she tells me about this date that she went on and she was talking about how the guy paid and that was really nice. And I literally turned to her and I was like, Wow, the bare minimum, he paid for the date, what else? And she was literally fangirling over this fact. And I get it because she was younger and it was like, you know, her first few dates, you know, kind of dating. And I'm like, we need to reset the wiring here, okay? That's the bare minimum. Like, you shouldn't be fangirling over that, okay? Wow, the bare minimum. Now, I will get Pikmishas in the comments talking about, Oh, you're so ungrateful, blah, blah, blah. But it really is the bare minimum. Like, we need to stop celebrating the bare minimum. Like, if you ask a woman out on a date, paying for it is the bare minimum. Like, do you need a cookie for the bare minimum? Okay, so annoying. Like, you're not even a spoiled girly. Like, why are you the spoiled girly comments? Okay, like, make it make sense. So whenever I hear that in, like, my in real life interactions with people, when women would celebrate the bare minimum, the default is, wow, the bare minimum. And you know what? It is true. So when I told her that, like, wow, the bare minimum, she was like, oh my God, you're so right. So now whenever we would hear stories about men doing the bare minimum, we're like, wow, the bare minimum. Because it really is like a mental mindset shift whenever you think of it that way. Like, wow, the bare minimum. Like, okay, give me more. Like, we are not celebrating the bare minimum anymore, okay? So like in the video we're reacting to, like, wow, you wanted to change your kid's diaper? Like, that's the bare minimum, okay? Even changing the diaper without the woman even noticing is the bare minimum. I don't like this narrative that whenever men take care of their children is babysitting or they're helping take care of their children. Uh, no, that's your child. Parent, okay? Like, wow, the bare minimum. And I know a lot of people get messed up over this fact that, okay, you have a stay-at-home mom and the kid is her number one responsibility as a stay-at-home mom and then the dad comes home, he's so tired from work, he wants to put his feet up, he wants to have a meal ready for him and he doesn't have to take care of his child because he's been so tired from work. What do you think the mom was doing all day? She was also working. Okay, so when you come home after your work day where you have a one hour lunch break with 15 minute breaks in between, what do you think she was doing? Number one, she's healing her body from birthing a bowling ball out of there. Number two, she's trying to take care of an infant, run the household, and all the mental labor that comes with that. So she was working too. So when you do come home from work, you still have to take care of your kid, okay? I never vibed with that, that men help take care of their children. Uh, no, it's your child, okay? Back to the topic, whenever a guy does the bare minimum, you should just think in your head, you don't have to say it out loud, okay? That's unsafe. Just think to yourself, wow, 
the bare minimum. Obviously, when a guy does something nice, something sweet, you thank him, you're grateful, and you really appreciate it, and you positively reinforce the behavior, because then they're gonna wanna do it more, okay? But this whole vibe that you're gonna celebrate the bare minimum, like, wow, he wanted to change his kid's diaper. Wow, he wanted to pay on a date. Like, just say thank you. And thinking about it this way, it just helps you become so unbothered and so unimpressed by the bare minimum. This is not victim blaming, okay? This is just an observation. This is why a lot of men who wanna make you suffer, they are drawn to women who have not received positive treatment throughout their lives. For example, women who have daddy issues, women who have been in relationships where they were mistreated. The bar for positive behavior for these women is so low because they haven't received it in their lives. It is so low that they would celebrate the bare minimum behavior that women who have received positive treatment from men, they would just like think it's the bare minimum, like you would scoff at it. So this is a cheat code for all the girlies who have not received positive behavior, positive treatment from men thus far, okay? This will really help. Just in your head say, wow, the bare minimum. And it will help you be so unimpressed and so unbothered, like, wow, the bare minimum, okay? I'm rooting for you, okay? Because it just weeds out all the men who want you to be impressed by the bare minimum. The men who want to make you suffer, okay? And like I said, it's not to be ungrateful, it's not to be a bitch, it's not to be that. It's for your own protection. Because even when a man's doing the bare minimum, you say thank you, you smile, you make them feel good about it. Like you positively reinforce the behavior, which helps them want to do it more. But here's the thing, when you start thinking about it this way, like oh, wow, the bare minimum, your dating pool will shrink, okay? But that's protection, okay? A lot of people think that, oh, not a lot of men can do that, not a lot of men can afford that. Okay, that's the point, that is the point. Not a lot of men can be your partner, okay? You're not dating everyone. You're not an equal opportunity dater. Like, so yeah, you're going to repel a lot of people, but that's protection. It's better to be alone than to be suffering with a man who makes you suffer, okay? Obviously, you can be with a man and thrive and vibe, but until you find such a man, it's actually great to thrive and vibe alone. Next comment. She was always nagging me. You know what needs to give you the ick? When you find yourself nagging him. Like, ugh, I hate that feeling. Like having to remind a person to do something over and over again. Even at work or in business, when you have a partner or like a contractor or like an employee or like a co-employee that you nag them to do their job. Like tell me you're incompetent without telling me you're incompetent, okay? So it's not just in relationships. Like, ugh, I hate it when people cannot even reach the bare minimum. Like the moment you catch yourself doing that to people, they gotta go. Especially when it's your partner, okay? If he is putting you in nagging energy, if he is bringing out the worst in you, because let's face it, we don't like ourselves when we nag. It's not a good feeling to be. And feeling like you're the bad person for telling this person to do what they're supposed to do. Like. What did I do wrong to pick this person? Like that's your mistake is picking this person. Not being in nagging energy, it's picking the person that you need to nag. Like I said, if he is bringing out the nagging energy in you, it's a sign that he's not the one, okay? He's not the one. Like you already have a good lifestyle on your own. So why bring someone else who brings in statistically on average seven hours of additional work per week for you? Seven hours. Like what else can you do? within those seven hours. That's almost a full workday. And you're doing all that labor for a man who complains that, oh, she's always nagging me. Like, make it worth it, okay? And on top of the seven hours of labor that you do for this man, you gotta put up with emotional distress. You have to manage their labor and then execute it because they weaponize their incompetence. 
So on top of managing the labor that he's supposed to do, he doesn't do it right, you have to execute it, okay? So you already have a good lifestyle on your own. So if a man doesn't make your lifestyle better by being with him, making all the mental and physical labor that you do for him worth it, it's gonna be a no, okay? If he doesn't add to your life, he's subtracting, okay? By default, anyone who accesses you, even digitally, okay? Anyone who accesses you, profits from you. So being with a man who is an automatic drainer of your energy and your resources and your time and your gifts, he needs to add to your life. If he's not adding, he's subtracting. So for the love of all that is good, whenever you find yourself nagging a man, leave. And let's talk about this. You should always be ready to leave. It is always the people who are so obsessed with women being loyal that are the most disloyal. It is always the men who are so obsessed with having women build with them and suffer with them that would drop these women at the finish line. It is always the men who are so obsessed with women being submissive that are not worth submitting to. It is always the men who are so scared of women stepping into their full power and recognizing that they're with the wrong man that always keep the women from stepping into their power. All the men who keep their partners from stepping into their full potential, into their full happiness, it is always those men who get left behind when the women do step into their full power and their full happiness. Because they know. They know that you're dating down. They know that you can do better. They just don't want you to know it yet. Okay, they're so insecure, that's why they keep you insecure, okay? So always be ready to leave. And whenever we talk about always be ready to leave, it's all about always being market ready. You should always be market ready. That's why I always emphasize you having your own education, your own qualifications. So no matter what, literally the worst thing that can happen is you have to go back to work. Like, that's the worst thing that can happen. The reason why we like to talk about being market ready, it's because you get to have a lot of options, no matter what. You could have multiple small children, you could be pregnant, you could be whatever. You have options. And I always tell you this, men are market driven. And we need to be more like them, okay? I don't hate men for being market driven. I think it's great. We need to be more like them in that regard. And it's true, they are market driven. So when they know that if the woman that they're with has a lot of other options, and they're not a malicious man, you know, like they just know that you have options. They know that you're going to be fine no matter what. They're going to act right, okay? So it's only the men who want to cut you off from your options, the men who want to cut you off from family, from friends, so that you have a lower self-esteem, you have no social support, the men who want to cut you off from your job, your career, or outlets of creativity, those men, that's why they want to cut you off from so much, is so that you wouldn't have any more options. So the key to securing yourself in any relationship, even if you're with a good man, you never know, because is to always have options. Be market ready, no matter what. And I know that whenever you step back from the workforce, obviously you lose a lot of your marketability in terms of your career, but you know, you can have hobbies that kind of feed in to the skills that you want to develop just in case you're out of the workforce. So we can talk more about that later. But anyway, be market ready at all times. It lets him know that you have options, that you can step out at any time, that you will not be a ride or die, that the threshold for BS is very low. Keep him on his toes, okay? He has to want to be impressing you all the time, okay? You are the prize not him. His life will crumble without you in it. And that's the truth. And it's reverse psychology that they employ weaponized incompetence because all the women who are out of their power, 
keep reminding him that he's the prize. And as the person who has more to give, but more to lose, being in your power and knowing that you are the prize, it allows you to be more detached. And I know that a lot of us girlies are lover girls. We are lover girls. Like, I love being a lover girl. But you can only be a lover girl for the right person. And you wouldn't know these people. Even when you marry someone, you don't really know until after you marry them. Like I said, a lot of malicious men switch up when they think that they have trapped you. So never be trapped, okay? Always be market ready. Never be trapped. So they can never do the switch up. Next comment. Weaponized incompetence. My husband asked me where the diapers were. They've been in the same place for four years. Let's get into this. I have a story that will make your blood pressure go to the roof. So a couple of years ago, a post went viral on Chinese media. A new dad is asking for help. And his question is, we just have a newborn baby. And suddenly my wife starting to ask me to do a lot of things. Like helping her with dishes, helping her with chores, and helping him with the baby. So the dad's question is, what can I do so my wife will not ask me for help? And hundreds of dads provide their advice to this dad. The answer with the second most like that, just play dumb. Every time when your wife asks you to do anything, just play dumb and make things messy. Like you have a low IQ. You don't know how to function. You don't know how to do. Even she told you a million times how to do those things. Just pretend you don't know how to do those things. And eventually she will never ask you to help with anything. That is the second most like answer. Let me tell you the top most like answer. So the top most like answer is actually a reply to the second most like answer. So top like answer said, okay, that is so immature. Let me tell you how I handle it. So every time when my wife asks me to do something, I will immediately do it. And sometimes I will even voluntarily to help her with certain things, like cleaning the dishes or helping with the baby, change baby's diaper or feeding the baby. But I will intentionally to mess things up. Like every time when I voluntarily to feed the baby, I will make the milk too hot or too cold. And every time when I voluntarily to do the dishes, I will break a glass or two. So every time I will mess things up on purposely. But every time I will voluntarily to help with my wife. So she will feel grateful that I'm willing to help. And she will understand that I want to help. I just cannot help her because I cannot do it as good as she did. So at the end, my wife stopped to ask me for help. But she also really appreciated that I want to help. And thousands of dad copied that answer and said, bookmark it, learn it. I'm going to do it when I have a kid. The worst part is there are thousands of those kind of men in the, this world and they are not shame about it. The biggest question we have now is how do we stop this? How can we end men's weaponized incompetence? And I know it kind of sucks that women have to take ownership, responsibility for controlling men's actions because the men should be doing it for themselves. But as the receiver of those actions, what can we do? Okay, it's pedestrian behavior in a car world. So let's talk about how we can combat weaponized incompetence. Number one, run at the first sign of incompetence. A lot of the no-nuance Nellies, picnishas, love to get mad whenever I talk about how you should never go on a walking date or a coffee date or a low effort, low investment date. Obviously, there's nuance in that, okay? Like if you're both broke college students, obviously it doesn't apply to you. Can we like apply some nuance? But if you're a grown woman and you're dating a grown man who has had a job, like planning a nice dinner is not out of reach, okay? As a rule, in general, no low effort, low investment dates. You know why, here's why, okay? It's not that hard. 
to make a reservation. It's not that hard to go online, go on Yelp and look up nice restaurant for a date. It is not that hard, okay? It takes literally two clicks to make a reservation. It takes a three minute phone call to make a reservation. A reservation ahead of time. So like all these men inviting you on last minute dates. Oh, are you up for dinner tonight? Tonight? No, you are not available for dinner tonight. Let me look on my calendar for next week, okay? So it's just another way of knowing if this man can plan ahead, can do the basic task of making a reservation ahead of time okay so if you can't do that you're disqualified bye like all these people acting like planning a proper sit-down dinner is too much to ask from a grown man like are you for real what kind of clownery is that and you know what if people don't vibe with that that just means that your values don't align all the men who get mad about that that's okay that's not your vibe Thank you for letting us know. Like if he's unable and unwilling to pick up the phone and make a reservation, a simple five minute task, imagine if you actually had to depend on him. Like is it making sense now that your first date has to be high effort and high investment relative to this guy? If he can't make a dinner reservation, if he can't plan ahead, if he can't give you a long enough notice, if he can't do basic tasks like that, he's not the one. Okay, there's no other outcome here. He is not the one. He's incompetent and he gets wiped out of the gene pool. Okay, bye. But what if you're effectively stuck with this guy? Okay, either you're madly in love or you're married, you have children, you have multiple children. What now? And this brings us to one of my beefs. Okay, I have a lot of beefs in the world. This is one of them. I have beef with people on the internet telling especially married women with children, leave him, divorce babes, divorce. Especially when there's children involved. It kind of rubs me the wrong way whenever other women comment on a woman's video, oh, leave him, divorce him. And here's another beef that I have. Whenever you acknowledge that women may want to stay in a marriage, especially when they have children, so that the children can keep living the two-parent household lifestyle that they're accustomed to so that the children wouldn't have to suffer the consequences of their father's behavior. And especially because the woman knows how vindictive her husband can be. Whenever you acknowledge that, that women may want to stay in a marriage because of those reasons, whenever you empathize with these women, you get attacked. Oh, you're condoning bad behavior from men, blah, blah, blah. Ah. No. Women in marriage, especially women with children, unless you're in that specific situation, you never know what you're going to do. You don't know what's going on in their heads. You don't recognize the magnitude of penalties that they're already considering in their heads when thinking about leaving their husbands. You don't know. So we can't judge these women and I empathize with that. I'd like to think that I would leave. I really would. I would love to think that I would leave. But as with any decision, you never know what you're going to do until you're there. So I can't, you know, it's hard to pass judgment. You cannot. And the biggest thing you can do, I guess, if you know someone in that situation is to just support them and let them know that whatever they choose, you're going to be there for them. So my beef is with people who attack other women who empathize with women in this situation, okay? Number one, why are we attacking women for the behavior of below bare minimal effort men? Number two, can we like get a little bit more empathy? Like be so for real right now. Like we can't all live in ideal la la land situations where everything we want happens without consequences. Like it would be great if women in these situations can leave and keep the same lifestyle and not have it negatively impact their children. But a lot of women choose to stay because it's not what's going to happen in their specific situation. And the work that we do 
here, okay? The reason why I am so big on sisterhood and lifting each other up and lifting each other's standards up is so that you can have this vibe with your girlfriends. Let them know that you're gonna be there for them. Let them know that what they're celebrating is bare minimum behavior. Like, thank you, but what else, okay? So I have a lot of empathy with women who are stuck with husbands who employ weaponized incompetence. It's like a you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't situation where if you stay, you're penalized. If you leave, you're penalized. And it's just a situation where you don't have a lot of choices. You don't have a lot of good choices. And that's why we always talk about making choices that expand your choices. Always be market ready. Always make choices that will give you even more choices, okay? So it's a tough situation when a woman is in a place where she doesn't have a lot of choices. And being a mother to young children, especially with a man who is displaying weaponized incompetence, it's a terrible situation because now there's other people involved, little children especially involved. You can't not change diapers. You can't not feed the children. You can't not bathe them. You can't not clean the house because children growing up in a dirty home, you know, and good mothers know that. So when you have an incompetent man who weaponizes his incompetence in a place where all these tasks still need to be done, the woman takes it upon herself. You're stuck. So all these things need to be done and malicious below bare middle effort men know that. And because they're malicious, they don't care if it doesn't get done. They don't care for the kids. They don't care for you. They don't care the kids grow up in a dirty home. They don't care if the kid gets rashes because you don't change the diaper often enough. Like they don't care. And it boils down to stop being with men who hate you, okay? If a man is happy that you're overworked, if a man is happy that you're doing everything, you're tired, you're haggard, you're frazzled, and then he has the audacity to complain that you nag him, you wouldn't be nagging him in the first place if he wasn't incompetent, okay? Any man who enjoys seeing you suffer, frustrated, angry, mad, this man doesn't love you, okay? You're with a hater. He enjoys your suffering. So why are you with him? You can do so much better, okay? You can give yourself more than what this man is giving you, okay? And if you really desire partnership with a man, there's a man out there for you who will give you the world and more. But this malicious, incompetent, below bare middle effort man that you are with right now, he is taking up space. I am telling you, women don't even need to seek out what we want in this world. We just make space and it comes. We receive everything. So it's time to make space, okay? Stop being with men who hate you. Bestie, wake up!